0: It's one o'clock, I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories, the Health Secretary says more people are getting the point about flu shots. The Education Ministry says it's up to schools to decide on the future of testing and commuters say that the MTR is a day late and a dollar short with its special offer. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, says more people are taking flu jabs than in the same period last year. Professor Chan says 277,000 jabs have been given since the launch of an expanded flu vaccine subsidy scheme last month, targeting people who are 50 or over. She says there's been a 20% rise in people getting the vaccine in government clinics and hospitals compared to last year. More than 170,000 shots have been given at private clinics receiving the government subsidy. She says the government bought more than 750,000 vaccines ahead of the peak flu season, and it's prepared to buy more if necessary. The uh, 750,000 some uh, flu jabs has already been an increase as compared to last year. Uh, Of course we will continue to monitor the situation and in uh, in case you know there is not enough then we will uh, you know work towards uh, to see uh, if you know we can you know buy more. The Education Secretary, Kevin Young, says it's up to schools to decide whether they should scrap exams and book reports for students. Singapore and Malaysia authorities last week abolished exams for lower-form primary school students and plan to use other means to assess pupils. However, Mr Young says the SAR government has only been holding assessment tests for higher-form primary schools on a random sampling basis. But it's not for the government to say how often schools should hold exams.
1: We know that, uh, as schools, uh, there are different forms of assessment. Some may take the form of tests or examinations, but we have made it very clearly to the schools that the, any form of assessment is for the purpose of helping the students to understand the, their their strengths and weaknesses, and as a result, to to learn rather than to assess the students themselves. So that will be our main or basic principles. We will be continuing to discuss with schools on how to improve the assessment uh, methods. Some commuters
0: on MTR trains have complained about the lack of publicity over a special fare discount this weekend. The railway company offered it as a gesture to make up for the huge disruption on October 16th when a system's failure paralysed four lines during morning rush hour. As a goodwill gesture to make up for the inconvenience, the MTR says adult octopus card users only have to pay child fares today and tomorrow. Children, students, and senior citizens will pay just a dollar per trip. But some passengers took Told RTHK this morning that they weren't aware of the discounts, and some say the discounts should have been available on weekdays, not the weekend. Former local actress Yami Lam has been found dead in her Stanley flat. It's believed that she died a few days ago, and officers found her body inside her flat in Mahang Estate at around midnight. Police say the death isn't suspicious, but an autopsy will be carried out. Some neighbours say that they last saw the artist on Wednesday. The 54-year-old, who rose to fame after starring in a famous TVB drama in the 1980s, has reportedly suffered from mental illness and was declared bankrupt in 2006. Twitter has deleted thousands of fake accounts that were posting messages purporting to be from the US Democrats, urging people not to vote in next week's midterm election. Twitter says the deleted accounts do not appear to have originated outside the United States. The BBC's Peter Bowes reports. The messages, which wrongly appeared to be from Democrats, discouraged people from voting. The automated accounts from which they were sent were deleted after they were flagged up by the Democratic Party. A spokesperson for Twitter said the attempt to spread disinformation was stopped quickly and at its source. The spokesperson added that the social media platform had opened lines of communication with state officials and campaign organisations from both major parties to protect the integrity of its service. The accounts are under to have been removed in late September and early October. The president of Turkey says the order to kill Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi came from the highest level of the Saudi government. Recep Tayyip Erdogan made the remarks to the Washington Post newspaper. The BBC's Grant Ferret has more.
1: President Erdogan is keeping up the pressure on the Saudi authorities. He says important questions remain about what he calls a deplorable act, not least the location of the journalists' remains. We know, says Mr Erdogan, that the murder was ordered at the highest levels. But he says he doesn't believe for a second that King Salman was the man who gave the order. He grants no such concession to Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince, Mohammed bin Salman.
0: You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The former U.S. President Barack Obama has criticised his successor Donald Trump for constant fear-mongering. He described Mr. Trump's plan to send U.S. troops to the Mexican border to block migrants from entering the country as a political stunt. Mr. Obama told Democrat supporters that the Republicans were peddling the politics of division.
2: It's an old playbook. It's one that the powerful and the privileged turn to whenever control starts slipping away. They'll get folks riled up just to protect their power and their privilege. It's as cynical as politics gets. But in four days, in four days, Florida, you can reject that kind of politics.
0: The United States has confirmed that it will reimpose within days all the remaining sanctions on Iran that were lifted under the internationally-backed nuclear deal three years ago. The measures targeting Iran's key energy sector, as well as banking and shipping, will come into effect on Monday. But the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said the new sanctions would stop Iran funding militant groups.
2: It is aimed at depriving the regime of the revenues that it uses to spread death and destruction around the world. Our ultimate aim is to compel Iran to permanently abandon its well-documented outlaw activities and behave as a normal country.
0: He added that temporary waivers would be granted to eight countries to allow them to continue importing Iranian oil. The Iranian Foreign Ministry dismissed the U.S. announcement, saying the effect would be largely psychological. The British National Crime Agency has seized jewellery worth £400,000 from the Christie's auction house. It's part of a major investigation into the vast wealth accumulated by a woman from Azerbaijan, Zamira Hayayeva, who bought property in Britain. The BBC's Dominic Kashiani has more details. Last month, Zemira Hajieva, the wife of a jailed state banker from Azerbaijan, was named as the first ever target of the new anti-corruption power. The court order against her means she must explain how she could afford to buy an £11 million London home and a Berkshire golf course or face losing both. Today, the National Crime Agency revealed it had extended its investigation with the cooperation of the world-famous auction house. Christie's had been valuing 49 pieces of jewellery for Mrs Hadjieva's daughter. The pieces include a sapphire and ruby necklace and another by Van Cleef & Arpels, which Mrs Hadjieva's husband bought in the exclusive ski resort of St Moritz before he was convicted of defrauding his bank. To sports now and a look ahead at the weekend's English Premier League action with BBC's Rob Schofield.
1: Leicester manager Claude Puel says the result is not important when they play Cardiff on Saturday. In their first match since owner Vichai C. died in a helicopter crash at the weekend, Puel says his side will honour a man who did so much for the club. There will be a minute's silence and black armbands will be worn to honour the five people who lost their lives. Manchester United kick off the proceedings at the weekend in the Premier League against one of the sides keeping them out of the top six. Bournemouth have impressed of late keeping three consecutive clean sheets and winning three of their last four. There are two late games on Saturday, having had their winning run halted last weekend. Arsenal host joint leaders and unbeaten Liverpool. If Unai Emery's side were to win, the Gunners would only be one point off Liverpool and Manchester City, who face Southampton on Sunday, with fresh injury concerns over Kevin De Bruyne. The Belgian is a doubt for the weekend, having limped off in the final minutes of their League Cup win over Fulham. The other late kickoff sees fifth-place Tottenham travel to mid-table Wolves. Some welcome reports, pre for a wembley pitch looking increasingly difficult to play on across london crystal palace are the visitors to Stamford bridge on sunday as chelsea look to keep pace with the leaders newcastle enduring their worst start to a season for 120 years play high-flying watford before fellow strugglers huddersfield and fulham meet on monday those are the games to look forward to this is rob Schofield at bbc global sport
0: Tennis and Novak Djokovic has reached the Paris Masters semi-finals after recovering from a breakdown in the final set to defeat Marin Cilic, 4-6, 6-2, 6-3 and rack up his 21st consecutive win. Djokovic, who will take over from Rafael Nadal as world number one on Monday, will face either Roger Federer, who's chasing a 100th career title, or Kay Nishikori for a place in the final. Djokovic now has a 31 record since the start of Wimbledon. If he wins the title tomorrow, Djokovic will equal Nadal's record of 33 Masters triumphs. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Health Secretary says more people are getting the point about flu shots. The Education Ministry says it's up to schools to decide on the future of testing. And commuters say the MTR is a day late and a dollar short with its special offer. The news from RTHK.
2: Radio Three. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes of note. First, our featured new debut album from Mali's gelli real-life couple, Geneba and Fusco. And a new selection of hot new tracks from a surprising number of places on the planet. As always, Giovanetti says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with our second theme, hot new tracks from a surprising number of places on the planet. And our first track is from Mexico, from Yucatan, Mérida, name of the city, with Emiliano Buenfil y la chancil tropical. Emiliano Buenfil is the son of a troubadour from uh, Mérida in Yucatan, Jorge Buenfil, from which he uh, learned uh, the ropes, so to speak, and uh, the album that he's just released with his band, the Chansil Tropical, or the Tropical Chance, is, the, is called the Cabeza de Cochino, the uh, head of a pig. It has uh, socially charged songs, uh, none of which. This next one, Datutanda, give your turn or give your session, uh, which apparently they sang at the beginning of the year in the central plaza in Merida. Uh, in honor of the 49 murdered students, which whose murder still has not been uh, elucidated, or or the murder.